Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? I am the Wizard of Jaws, and uh, hey, my, my man's back. Hey, buddy. Uh, the quote king back from his trip to St. Lucia uh, and a little little run-in with a, a false positive test. And not I was going to say, a, but... actually not a run-in at all at the end of the day. <laughs> like, no, no run-ins. Yeah, yeah. So uh, ended up having a little extended stay over in St. Lucia, but he is back. He is stateside, and he is here, and we are doing the thing uh, OG style because this is how it was meant to be. Uh, yes, this this one is a... Uh... We are you and I are personally invested in this one. This and this spans our whole entire friendship, more than two decades, and yeah. it predates our birth, also, Sub- by, by eleven years. Uh, right, wide margin. Yep. Uh, so we are here on this episode of the pod episode of the Podducers. Which, if we got that far and you didn't realize that's what you were listening to, I have some other questions, uh, but that's for another time. We are doing Rocky, and not just Rocky. The entire dang franchise, the franchise, the all of the whole them. thing. Yes, sir. Uh, so the original Rocky dropped in 1976 and was it's just a story of a small time boxer that gets a really rare chance to fight the heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, and I mean, what more do you need? All right. Well, that that's exactly it. I mean, and really, you know, what's funny is that the first Rocky movie won an Oscar. Like it wanted to, you know, I feel like most people think of them as like, like dumb, like fake sports movies. Like they, they lump it in with like some of our favorites, like Major League or, or Bull Durham, you know, stuff like fictional people in movies. And I mean, I know that's true. It also like won an Oscar, which most other it, sports it, movies it actually, are not even nominated. It actually won three. Well, there you go. And uh, it, it was nominated for 21 total awards and it won 20 of them. So uh, we're probably not telling you anything you don't already know. Uh, we might have some younger listeners who maybe never saw the original, uh, the original Rocky, but it, it's, this dude's a struggling, uh, struggling boxer trying to make it big. And he works for a debt collector for minimal money. I mean, he kind of, he's kind of muscle for the mob. You can't, I was going to say, you can't see my air quotes, but I just debt collector in air yeah. quotes. Uh, so essentially what happens is the current, the, at the time reigning defending heavyweight champion, Apollo Creed is visiting Philly and uh, they want to set up an exhibition fight. Basically, uh, so he had a title fight. It was like a bicentennial or a centennial celebration of some kind in Philly. And they wanted to set up a title fight and like like five weeks or so before the fight, his opponent dropped out due to a hand injury and they couldn't find anyone else because they were already, you know, in 
fight camps for other fights or just unavailable for whatever well, reason. And no, nobody quote legit takes a fight with a heavyweight champion on five weeks of training. Like no, right. no idiot would do that except for the idiot Rocky. Well, so they basically said, okay, let's, let's do like an exhibition fight and we'll, we'll get it between like some, some local Philly guy and just give him a chance to go from being a nobody to being a somebody and it's, you know, suppose it's kind of supposed to be like a paper fight, you know, not really, you know, no one was going to, no one was really going to come from the, the bowels of some dingy gym to stand up to Apollo Creed, who at that point was the most dominant boxer in the world. And then we meet Rocky Valboa. Uh, and, and uh, it's just so good. So there, good. There, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of just different dynamic things that go on and, and all what seven of these movies I mean, from his relationship with his wife, from meeting his wife to becoming his wife. And I mean, if you don't know, yo, Adrian, and that whole thing. I mean, so this, I don't want to say it's way high up there on the, the quotable uh, metric because there's not a ton of them. But I mean, I feel like everybody at some point or another has yelled, yo, Adrian, based on, on something. You know, I would put this higher than a lot of people would say, I think on that quoting metric scale that you just referenced. Cause I mean, you know, cut me, Mick, cut me. I, I was I mean, get out of my head. I was just going to say that between that. Yo, Adrian, like, you know, I, I jokingly laugh about Rocky, you know, ending the cold war, which we'll get to when we cover Rocky four, <laughs> but the quote at the end of that one, you know, if you could change and I can change. Everybody can, everybody change. can change <laughs> Rocky right there. Just won the cold war for the U S it was great. Um, you know, I mean, every single movie, every single one of them has some type of quotable, uh, nuance to it, but it's this uh, iconic, iconic soundtracks. Uh, oh, I, I mean, I, the tiger, I mean, everybody everywhere knows I, the tiger. I mean, he, he can't beat Mr. T in Rocky three. And then he listens to I the tiger and kicks the crap on Mr. T. Like I'm oversimplifying it, but that is essentially how that went down. <laughs> so, so the, so the interesting thing here is at the end of the first movie, uh, Rocky kind of has a coming to Jesus moment. We'll call it where he's like talking to Adrian, who he was trying to flirt with in hit, hit the most ridiculous of ways. Like, Oh, yo, Adrian, you want to hear a joke? Uh, yeah, right. What's the difference between a piano and a fish? You can tune a piano, but you cannot tune a fish. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good joke right there. It's a good one. Like flirting with this girl who's just this meek, quiet, like Coke bottle glass wearing nerdy girl at the pet store. And like he has this coming to Jesus moment where he's like, I can't beat him. I don't know what, like, what am I doing? Like it's the night before the fight. I can't sleep. I can't beat this guy. And he basically comes to terms with the fact that all he really wants to do is go the distance. He was want he wants to be the first dude that ever went the distance with the reigning defending heavyweight champion. And he knocks him down in the first round, which had never happened before. And people were like, Oh, Oh, okay. Right. This is something we have to pay attention to now. And uh, Creed kind of, kind of takes him a little bit more seriously. He came out, you know, in, in true Apollo Creed fashion came out dressed as, uh, George Washington, then, you know, kind of like uh, Uncle Sam near the end there and just doing his whole showboating thing. And then he went the distance and won in a split decision in a fight with a dude who he was never supposed to be like, who was never even supposed to see the end of the fight. 
Right. Wasn't supposed to see the end of the first round. Right. Let, let alone go the entire distance of the fight and then have it be a close call going to the judge's scorecard. Well, you know, and, and to some extent, there was that idea of, uh, you know, like, hey, you know, come in. Don't try to don't try to do too much. I'll carry you for a few rounds. I'll make you famous. You can thank me later to. Oh, I just got tagged and got put down. All right, let's get up and get after it. And the the movie ends. The, the, they they ring the bell as these two guys are in a clinch and they basically say there's not going to be a fight number two. Right. Like, there ain't going to be no rematch. Right. This is it. We're not doing this again. And then we have Rocky two. Um, Which so, is basically pe- people just pe- the long and short of it, people harassing Apollo Creed going, how much were you paid to carry that bomb for the whole length of the fight? Like you're a disgrace and really just take taking shots at his ego. So he goes, all right, well, now we have to do this again because I have to prove to everybody that that was not a fluke or excuse me, that was a fluke and that he really can't hang with me. Yeah, and that's and that's really what it is. You know, Rocky's kind of living living a good life. You know, he, he's married to Adrian at this point. Um, you know, he after his fight with Creed, you know, he he's using the money. Um, he, he things have gotten better. He's living. He used to be living in a crap apartment on a crappy part of town. And you know what I mean? Well, and then he he fails to complete uh, an advertisement. He ends up working at the meatpacking plant that he trained at with. Uh, with Paulie in the first one. Well, he, Paulie, Paulie, he's, Paulie. He's kind of embarrassed because he's like, well, I, I went toe to toe with the champ. I went further than anyone else has ever done. And now I'm just working at a meatpacking plant. Uh, and people, like you said, started harassing Apollo till to the point that Apollo starts like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm done hearing it. I, you, you guys wanted this. This dude didn't deserve to be in the ring with me the first time. I took a little light. He surprised me a little bit. I pulled it out at the end. Now we're going to do it for real. And what happens is on you is essentially where, uh, you know, where it comes from. And, and you know what? And really, it, 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 and I'm sure you're the same way, but my favorite part, and it doesn't matter which one of these Rocky movies we're talking about. It, it is literally the epitome. I think it created what we have dubbed the training montage. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, whether it be hearts on fire or whatever, like I have the tiger. It doesn't matter what it is. There's some sort of like, well, I'm going to put hit song in quotes here again, but like some sort of like fast paced training song. And it is the epitome of the eighties training montage where he went from like, you know, pretty in shape to like, well, let's be honest, steroids in shape and absolutely just ripped out of his gourd. And that's, that's okay, the, now he's ready to fight. That's the best part of these movies too. Is there a bit like, it's not like he like filmed the movie and was like working out throughout it to be at the end. Like he was in that shape when they started filming it, but they found ways to hide it. Right, right. Bag, like, baggy clothes, baggy the leather clothes. jacket. Right. Yeah, like th- things that like didn't really stick to him to show his definition. All of a sudden, like, and every Rocky movie has it. Like he comes to the ring, he takes his robe off, and you go, "Holy Christ!" Uh, every every time. Every like and, time. And, and and it gets bigger every movie. Right, right. Yes, and no, it, it got better. It got like, better every like, single time. This dude comes in sh- like in the shape that you wouldn't believe him to be in in Rocky two after seeing the fighter in Rocky in Rocky one, he comes out. And again, they, they go toe to toe. They go the distance and Rocky ends up winning this one. Uh, you know, we have the iconic, you know, double knockdown at the end. Rocky answers the call and Apollo can't Rocky wins the title. Yo, Adrian, I did it. Two, two in a row. Adrian. Yeah. Just doing it right. Just getting it done. Uh, another great soundtrack. 
and just uh, the worthy sequel, the sequel that everybody wanted. I, th- I think so. I really, and, and for me, I, I think they, they progressively got better. Um, and I know some people don't feel that way. I, I like no, it. So, okay, if, if okay. You, if, so if you're don't okay, get ahead the of ranking system, one. I know. Don't right? get ahead of me on I don't want to jump the ranking system on you. So, I mean, I'll just say that they got the, you, you found a niche and they just continue to hit that niche. And they just had that keep going now for, for four or five movies. And it went up being six a little bit later. And now it has spanned a whole other movie franchise. Um, but honestly, one of the things that I think I love the most about these movies is how it affects people in their real lives. Um, you know, you and I are in the, in the coaching game and stuff like that. And I can tell you at one point or another, and I'm sure you've done the same thing, talking to your players and your team and talk about like, you know, nobody hits harder than life, but it's not how hard you get hit. It's how hard you can t- get hit and get and stand back up. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like, like those life lessons that really hammer home in that. And then on the flip side, like how many people have gone to Philadelphia and run the steps and, and taken a picture in front of Roy. And this, 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 the, the, these the movies, rope, these range. movies are so damn good that there's actually a statue of a movie character in Philadelphia. Oh, right. Right. And I, and this is going to be so stupid, but the, the greatest sports persona in Philadelphia sports history is a fictional movie character named Rocky Balboa. The Italian stallion. And I know that there's a bunch of people in Philly going, you're absolutely crazy. That's not true. We had Reggie White. We had, I mean, I, I get it. I understand. They, they don't have a statue of Reggie White. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> they have a statue of Rocky. I Don't ask me why. I didn't put the statue up. They did. But I still think it's funny all the same. You know, one of the things that's like so, so good about this entire franchise, too, is the amount of people that just carry from like from show to, or from movie to movie to movie, obviously Stallone's in all of them. Uh, Adrian is in the first five. Polly's in all of them. Uh, Apollo Creed's in one through three. Mickey's in one through three. Apollo's trainer is in almost all, all of them. Of them. Like, all of them. Yeah. You know, it's just like, so they didn't many... have to replace anybody. There wasn't like a oh hey Adrian's a different actress in this movie. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like those like, people kept coming back. Like we talk about other movies that have like that, like a sequel or a franchise and you have, you know, like you mentioned Major League earlier and who was uh, Willie Mays Hayes. Is Willie different. Mays Hayes Wesley went from Snipes Wesley Snipes to Omar Epps. Like, and, right. Or like in Back to the Future, it's I, I don't know who the first actress is in the first movie, but it goes to Elizabeth Shue in the second one. Right. Where they, they come back and like, oh, you're a different person. Got it. All right. <laughs> like, like we wouldn't notice. And to me, that makes it easy to continue a story, which is what this really does. This sure. isn't sure. You know, a lot. A lot of them, like you run out of storyline, you run out of like new things to do. And Rocky didn't. They showed like a you know scrappy fighter down in his luck uh, from Philadelphia who's working for the mob to to try to make ends meet and try to hit on the girl who he has no business even talking to. Then in the second one, he's married or he you know stems a success off his fight. He wins the championship. He gets a rematch. Wins the championship. And now in the third one, he is just, you know, he's tearing it up. He's, you know, he's winning fights left and right. And, you know, you, the, the, the franchise got enough um, popularity that they brought in Hulk Hogan as Thunderlips for a cameo, which is ridiculous. And yet awesome in all the best right. ways as well. Like, and you know, my, my favorite thing is that because Stallone is, is such a small guy that he, he's really, I mean, he looks big and he's certainly shredded, but he's 
not a large individual. No, I mean, all of whatever, 5'10 and 185 pounds shredded. But like Hogan is huge. Yeah. But you can't, but, and he's already bigger than him. So like the, the joke of all of it is that they're like, yeah, Stallone at, at six foot, 220 pounds. And then Hogan six, seven, you know what I mean? And Hogan's not six, seven, but like they have to, yeah, he's like, he's like six, five though. No, but my point is they, they make him seem like right. he's like as four, like he's the big show. Like he's yeah. some 500 pound behemoth because really Stallone and him are skewed to the lower end. You know what I mean? For sure. They, they, they can't say Stallone's actual height and weight because then it would have seemed even more ridiculous. <laughs> well, right. Cause Stallone shouldn't be fighting in the heavyweight class. I, that's like. right. That's the whole thing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, so you look through this and in Rocky three, Stallone is the guy who he's the reigning defending champ. You know, he's it starts getting rumored that he hasn't really fought anybody worth their salt in some time. And he's kind of cherry picking his opponents and doing these charity events. And up comes his young ripped upstart named Clubber Lang played by the fool pity in Mr. T. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I, I don't know if they the icon- most iconic Mohawk of all time. And I don't know if they wrote this part with him in mind or if he just took this role and owned it, but either way, it was fantastic. It, that's probably true. I mean, he's a, he's a total badass in it. I mean, again, I go back to that trading montage where he's like, he's doing pull-ups like from a beam with like right. ropes. He's like, he's not grabbing the beam. He's grabbing under the ropes and pulling himself up. I mean, it's just yeah, ridiculous. He's, he's the Rocky in this movie. Like he's the dude, like he's in the dungeon gyms. He's in, you know, Training right. in basements and meatpacking factories, and Rocky's like riding a bike in his At a hotel top of, top, with a, yeah. with an orchestra in the background, right, and kind of coasting and not really taking it all that seriously. And just like a nice, easy like. And sure enough, fight night comes, and Mister T like gets into a into a scuffle. Sorry, Clubber Lang gets into a scuffle with Rocky's team in the back. Mick gets thrown down, and Mick, you know, Mick doesn't, Mick, you know, Mick's warned him like, "You can't beat him, Rock. This guy's a killer. He's a murderer." Like, just and. Rocky kind of a little cocky and during the fight Mick actually dies um, due to I believe they they claim a cardiac event but uh, slot you know I, that just and that takes it worse you know Rocky didn't train the way he should have didn't focus and now he's worried about his trainer who's in the back on a gurney possibly dying and he gets his ass kicked gets absolutely tuned up I think there's a message in there too that, and and it really, again, what this movie franchise does is that it spans all sports, that it's so easy to get complacent, to just think that just because it's what you've always done to get there doesn't mean that if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep doing it. That's why it's so hard to repeat as a World Series champion or a Super Bowl champion or a Stanley Cup. It doesn't matter what it is. That if, if the, the day you take your foot off the gas, there's somebody else, some other team out there that is just chomping at the bit to knock you off that mountaintop. And although it's, it's again, it's a fictional movie thing and that didn't really happen, it's still a metaphor and, a, and an accurate representation of every other sport that exists out there. That if you take it easy and you don't take it seriously, somebody somewhere is going to kick you in the teeth. And yeah. that's, in this situation, it was punch you in the teeth. And uh, so after uh, after the loss and the death of Mick, uh, Rocky goes into you know, goes into some depression. He ends up like having a falling out with the family and like losing their support and everything. And then he ends up meeting up with uh, Apollo, and when they they start training together, and 
obviously like training him about not just being like a, a slow lug that just charges forward, like, you know, teaching him kind of move the head bob, you know, got to bob and weave while you're in there. To, you can't just eat every punch that's thrown and expect to win a fight. On your toes, on your toes, on your toes. Yeah, and it's it's again the the iconic montage to the training scene of him and him and Apollo training together and you know everything else. And then the iconic ending. So he he beats Clubber Lang, he celebrates, yada yada yada, another Adrian I did it, whole nine yards. And and uh, you know, he, at the end, the iconic moment, a dark dingy gym, Rocky and Apollo talking, you sure you want to do this? listen man it was part of the deal you knew you knew what it was all right you want to do the favors all right ding ding circle circle and as they both go into punch it stops and you never find out the, the result of that fight no it's just the two of them just squaring off and punching each other in the face yeah like, and, and, it, and it was it was meant to be you know the rubber match that never was you know we we see it all the time in real boxing whether we want it or not uh, the trilogy, trilogy fights are a huge thing you know uh, we're going to get another one coming up soon. The uh, Fury Wilder three, which there was no reason for, because one guy won the first two. Why are we doing number three? Right. Beside the point, this was a split. This was this was a split decision and a barely answered the call of the 10 count before the other guy. So why are we not, you know, why are like, why wouldn't we do a third, a third fight? Well, they did well, behind closed doors with no cameras, no fanfare. And, and that really, awesome. and, it, and it stems to one of my favorite quotes of the entire franchise. And it's so random and so obscure. I don't know why I like it so much, but I do. Then he goes, hey, when did you think of this exhibition? And he goes, right after our last fight. Oh, well, I thought you said you learned to live with that defeat. I lied. Oh, you lied. Okay. <laughs> He's just like, nope, I was making it up. That absolutely burned in my soul until this very moment. And now I have to try to hurt you. Like, this yeah. is just where we are. So then we move to Rocky four, which is my personal favorite. No, number three is really close. Uh, number four I, is my, my top. I do like four. I've seen four more than all the other ones. That one's, that one's my jam. Uh, so again, you know, look through the cast, Stallone, Talia Shire, Burt Young, Carl Weathers. Uh, you add it like t- Tony Burton's back again. This time you add in Bridget Nielsen and Dolph Lundgren. In Dolph, Dolph Lundgren in the uh, biogenetically engineered Russian super fighter. Uh, right. Yeah, seriously. You know, the, the closest thing to the uh, the red fist, if you will, of the of the USSR. And it starts off with him calling out Rocky and like, oh, right, I'm, you know, I'm retired. I'm good. Living in a mansion, living a good life. You know, give um, doesn't he is that isn't this the one where he gives Polly a robot for his birthday or something? Yeah, like, he does. Yeah, yeah right. There. Um, <laughs> right there in the beginning. So, you know, just living the good life. He's retired. He's done. Yeah, he didn't need any more. He, you know, after the, you know, he went on a tear after the Clubber Lang win and then just hung it up. He's done. And here comes this Russian sociopath with an entire country and, you know, again, steroids and all kinds of biomechanical garbage behind him and calls him out. No, I won't do it. Well, guess what? Apollo wants to because Apollo's got the itch. You know, he didn't like how he kind of fizzled out. He, you know, feeling up, felt, felt pretty good after his last, you know, last bout with Rocky. And he goes out and gets himself killed in an exhibition fight with a Russian. And it's a very, it's a very sad clown day. It is. You know, and, and like you want to talk about an iconic entrance, Apollo Creed in a way you've never seen. Circa Apollo Creed in Rocky one coming out top hat, 
American flag shorts, you know, dancing oh, through J- the crowd. Like, James, James Brown singing, you know, living in America. Just, like, I, I mean, it. just dancing up a storm. Love I mean, it. really, and every, whether you know it or not, I mean, those, those red, white, and blue trunks have been, do you know what I mean? Like you oh, see yeah. him on and swimwear now in boxing short. I mean, that's just, that's Apollo Creed. Like yes. that's him in a nutshell. That's it. And again, the, the 15 different nicknames that he has when he gets announced in the beginning of the fight that even Rocky goes, you got enough nicknames. And he goes, Hey, he goes, all right, all right, take it easy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, again, same thing though, not really taking it seriously Yeah. and ends up uh, being uh, the, the finish of his character arc. Like yeah. that's it. Like you're just done now. Does not yeah. make it through the rest of four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, he's mentioned in the in, in some later ones, but oh well, of course he's mentioned, and that's but you know, and, and a pivotal character that's no more. And and Rocky comes out, and you know he's still hesitant to fight him, and then it just bothers him more and more. The more you know, people talk about it, the more it comes up. He just and he finally just fine, screw it, we're doing it. And Lundgren's camp says that's fine, but you're coming to Moscow. Like we came to you the first time, you didn't want to do it. Now you're coming to us. Well, I think it's because the, the boxing commission did not sanction the fight because somebody died. So they yes. were like, yeah, we're not going to do it. So like, okay, well, in Russia, we don't need a boxing commission. We can fight anywhere we feel like. Right. So, and, uh, so, and so he does so, it for free. He does it for no money. Yeah. And Stallone goes over there and uh, flies over with Duke, which is uh, Apollo Creed's trainer that's been in every movie. And they get to work in the form of, you know, and you see, you see the, uh, uh, family guy even made a joke about it. Like they show the, they show the training montage where like Rocky's got like an ox yoke over his shoulder and he's bobbing and weaving and, you know, doing <laughs> and running through rocks, waist, yeah. waist deep snow and stuff up, like up, that while carrying a, a boulder. Right. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. And then, then they, they show, you know, Lundgren in the Russian lab and he's just like pumping on like high tech machines and stuff. And like family guy makes a spoof of it. And they're like, I feel like the dark side has a better gym than we do. Like, right. Well, I think it's funny because like, like every other, unlike every other movie that he ends up getting a beard at the end of it, which is just a small little like tidbit, but it's supposed to show like how long he was training. Do you know what I mean? Like in every other one, it makes it seem like he did it for like, I don't know, a week, maybe yeah. two, but no, now he's got this big bushy woodsman beard. And it's like, Oh, he must've really been training for like a while. Like, yeah. he's, he's been climbing that mountain for a really long time. Yeah. And it, it shows. Cause again, in that, in that big reveal, he drops the robe and you're like, Oh my God, this dude's a brick house. Yeah, well, him and Dolph Lundgren too. I mean, and oh, somebody like Jesus. they just oiled them up with like Crisco or friggin' Pam, and just like just everybody's all shredded and shiny. It is ridiculous. Like two percent yeah. body fat combined between the two of them. Yeah, you know, and then they have uh, so they go. They again, he wins. Adrian, I did it. America, we're awesome. Stop the Cold War. Russia respects America because Iraqi, and the world lives happily ever after. Right. Now it's 1990. And then there was Rocky five, my it's, least favorite of the Rockies. I don't even like considering this a Rocky movie. I know it's so not great. I which is odd because how do you go from the best one to the worst one? And I think that's pretty widely considered that way. Yes. Dude, I mean, like, it's not like people jump around or like, well, three was good. And then four was, eh, and then five was real bad. Nope. It goes best one, worst one back to back. Yeah. And so this one, Rocky has kind of taken on the role. Uh, he's he's kind of back in the old neighborhood again, uh, living just a normal life. He, I believe, is taking care of Mick's old gym and uh, um, you know, gets found by this young upstart fighter called Tommy the Machine Gun. 
And this kid's got all the talent in the world, all the drive in the world. And, but he's got that, that propensity to just want to go to the top and go there now, you know, and Rocky, you know, trains with him a little bit, rolls with him a little bit and, you know, works with him. And the kid starts turning some heads, you know, a lot of times it's, Hey, you're uh, you know, your trainer's pretty famous. He was a, a very recent heavyweight champion. Uh, you know, people take note and throughout the movie at one point there, you know, there's a lot of, we'll call them criticisms. We'll call them comparisons to Rocky as a fighter. And the kid kind of gets a little irritated with it. And then they get uh, kind of the Rocky universe's version of Don King. You know, it's exactly who it is <laughs> like, like with, without saying exactly that. That's who it is. Yeah. So he comes out and he essentially buys Tommy Gunn uh, to be in his stable. And he goes and kind of like, sets him up against the current champion that's not really that great tommy wins and you know then after three or four fights people start calling him a paper champion that they're kind of like cherry picking his opponents and trying to make him look good just to sell fights yeah, and, common theme there uh you know and they're saying like you you would never have survived in rocky's era you know you would have never whatever and he he finally comes out and he wins a fight and they call him out so bad that he like drives to Rocky's house and calls him out. And the big fight at the end is it's a street, a street fight. fight, which is just so random. Like who thought that was a good idea? Like, let's stand in the middle of a bunch of parked cars and just duke it out in the street yeah, and just throw hands like, yeah. And, and Rocky wins. And, but, but Rocky wins by being that same scrappy. And it was, it, I get it. It was meant to be like, end of the series where it started with Rocky brawling on the streets and being just a, just, a, just a, a, a fighter from Philly. Right. And you know, and he kicks Tommy's ass and, but he, but he does it with some street fighting stuff. He, like they're not boxing. Yeah, like, right. They're, when, they're half wrestling. Right. Like right, at one point Rocky tries to box him a little bit and is like, well, I haven't trained for boxing, but I know how to fight in the streets and starts like fighting a little street fight dirty and wins. Right. And like there, it, it somehow ends up like, kind of on video but not really if I, I i don't know i don't remember i've only seen this one like twice because i hate it that much yeah it, it's it's no bueno it, but it really people just standing around watching and cheering and it, it's it's just so random like it's it's it was really not great and really and that's honestly it, i think stallone actually came out and said that that's why they did a rocky six so many years later because that five is just not how they wanted 30 years worth of movies to end you know I mean? there that just it left kind of a bitter taste in people's mouths and like you know what let's try this one more time and i gotta tell you i like rocky six way better uh i they, remember they did a good job with it we 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 went and saw this yes uh, you and i went to the movies we yep. went we went to the movies and saw this there's a bro date yep and uh it, well worth it very oh, much well worth it i mean so and this, it, i remember this, like because you and i hadn't been to the movies to, especially to see a rocky movie in maybe ever that it's always yeah, VHS. This, was, or this DVD. was the first one we saw in, in theaters. Right. I mean, and just sitting there and, you know, we're watching the previews and everything else like that. And then all of a sudden it just starts with bum, bum, ba da dum, ba da dum, ba da dum, bum, ba. And we were like, oh my God, it's so good. And just, <laughs> getting, just nerded out in the best possible way. It was so stupid, but we enjoyed the crap out of it. So this is 16 years after, after uh, the events of Rocky Five. And Rocky is just, he's opened a restaurant called Adrian's uh, in homage to the late Adrian, who this is the first, she's in it, but she's in it uh, archive, archive footage. And I mean, there's, 
there's a lot to it. So he's he like he walks around his restaurant, uh, tells stories to people about the good old days. Uh, the good old days. Fights telling, he was fights, in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody guys, loves hearing t- those stories. Yeah. Times he got it. Times he got his butt kicked and all this other stuff. Great stuff. Right. And then there they what they do is there's Mason, the line Dixon, who is played by Antonio Tarver, who's actually a, a legitimate boxer, boxer which right. is one of the things I love the most about these movies is Stallone's dedication to make it look real. Yeah. Um, and basically, and I love same that thing. they did all the sport, the sports center stuff too. Yeah, and Max Kellerman in the movie, and all the sports center things were like the actual sports center set, and they got all the hosts and the the desk guys to like do all the announcing for it. It was really, it was pretty well done. Yeah, and basically, what they did is they put an animated fight up that was basically just you know who would have won in a fight, and Computer CGI style, and, and they said like, okay, like you know, you got you know Mason Line Dixon, who's probably pound for pound one of the best fighters of his generation. Rocky Balboa, who, you know, had his flaws, but always, always found a way to go above and beyond with those intangible things like heart and dedication and just the, uh, an iron jaw and his, just an un, ungodly will to not give up. And sure enough, that's exactly what it was. And in the simulation, they ran it. They said they ran it, you know, 100 times and 70% of the time Balboa won. Right. And this dude, Mason Dixon, just had a problem with it. Till eventually, like, you know, that people started like, hey, champ, what do you think about the fight? Like, let's do it for real. And, you know, still Stallone has to go in front of the boxing commission and he passed all their tests, but they told him no. And he like does this whole heartfelt speech. Like, who are you to tell me or him or anybody that, that they can't do something that they want to do because they want to do it. and They can do it. You know, it's <laughs> a, just a, a fantastic Rocky quote. And they're like, all right, sure. Uh, you know, you have the the run in between Rocky and Rocky Jr., you know, his kid who wants to get out of his dad's shadow. He doesn't go by Rocky Balboa Jr. He goes by Robert Balboa. Um, well, because, I mean, then that's I think that's tough for anybody. When you have a real famous parent, it's it's tough to find your own identity as a person when everybody's always like, hey, how's your dad? How's your dad doing? Oh, watched your dad fight back in the day. Oh, my dad loves your dad. You know what I mean? I think that would be very frustrating Yeah, to, to, to have to deal with something like that. I'm sure athletes, kids all over the world have to deal with that, especially when you're a junior on top of it and you have the exact same name. Yeah. And it, you know, it's this, this ends up <laughs> all right to beat this guy. You're going to need speed. You don't have it. Right. You, you can't you, do, you, you can't do conditioning and hard running because you got calcium deposits yeah. on your knees. You can't do you're, sparring because you're arthritis <laughs> in both shoulders. So it's, yeah. really, it's yeah. just long, a litany long, of crap. Long, long distance running is out of the question because you got arthritis in both your knees. You got <laughs> right. bone spurs on you, you know, on your knuckles. So hard sparring is out of the equation, out of the question. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to build just unmitigated hurting bombs. We're going to hit this guy so hard. Mm. That you, you're going to hit him and his ancestors teeth is going to rattle. Blunt yeah, force trauma power. Like, and he's just and, like slamming truck tires and swinging sledgehammers and just doing other like picking it up over his head and slamming it down. Keg tosses and just all right. kinds of old school powerhouse stuff. And again, here comes the fight. Rocky kind of has a coming to Jesus moment. Like, what am I doing? I'm 60 something years old fighting this young kid who's like the, right. the best of the best right now. And, you know, uh, a young woman named Little Marie, who was uh, one of the friends of rocky jr in one of the earlier movies who told him to beat it creepo uh they end up having a moment and you know she's in his corner along with her son uh steps and just a lot of callbacks to other things and other previous movies and you know they they do flashbacks and like the montage is fantastic you know 
in the fight, you know, before the fight, Mason tells Rocky, you know, careful old man, like I'll, I'll carry you for a few rounds. We'll make you look good. Like we'll both get out of here with a good payday. And he's like, yeah, we'll see, you know? And sure enough, in the first, in the first round, Rocky tags him a couple times early and Mason's like, cut it out, old man. You're going to get hurt. He's like, well, we'll see. And they end up going hard for 10. Uh, and there's a point where, you know, Rocky gets knocked down and he goes into his head. He's in his own head. He's like, what did I tell the kid? What did I tell the kid? You got to get up and keep moving forward because that's how winning is done. And he gets up and, you know, I, Mason breaking his hand on a body shot to Rocky is both ridiculous and awesome. Well, I, th- right. I think it happens, though. I oh, mean, it does. They, they, literally, they call it a boxer's fracture for a reason. <laughs> it's, yeah. You punch somebody in the hip, the bone doesn't give. It's, it's broke and, his and, hand. And that's what it was, broke his hand. Like, you know, you got two or three rounds before the hand numbs up and he can throw it as hard as he wants. And, you know, sure enough, he kind of gets back into it. And in true Rocky fashion, so Rocky won. And this, and this was how you, this is how you tie up a franchise. Rocky won, finishes with, Rocky celebrating with Adrian and his corner, not caring about the outcome, like not caring about the announced split decision. And that's how this one ends. Rocky and his corner, his family, his friends walking out, not even right, staying in the not, ring not, for not, it, not waiting to leaving. hear the decision. Right. And they announced the split decision in favor of Mason, the line Dixon, which half the crowd, like a good chunk of the crowd disagrees with. And Rocky's just, he's leaving. He doesn't care. I, I didn't do this to win. Like what? So if I won, I'm going to get back in the ring and fight him for the title and like get a story. No, no. Like I did this for me. I did this to like get, 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 get all the stuff in the basement out, as he says. And the whole, like the, it ends with Rocky's fist in the air and kind of go into like a blurred, like movie screen, essentially of Rocky's fist in the air. And that's it. Then that's the end of the Rocky franchise. And really, and, and that's, I think that was a much, much better way to end it than Rocky five because they really did. They didn't do anything to tie up anything. No. And five, you know what I mean? And I think that's why he did six and why it took 16 years in order to, to, to do that. Well, and it, was I, deal, it was dealing with Adrian's death and, you know, how he moves on and you know, like him and Paulie get into it over it. Cause he's like, you know, you have all these great memories. Like I don't, I didn't treat her well. Like, I treated my, you know, I treated your, my sister, like a piece of garbage. Like I don't have these loving memories. This is torture for me to go every year to take you on this. This is where we went ice skating. This is where we had our first date. This is the fish store. This is the like, right. You know, dealing with all that, you know, still, still dealing with Mick and Apollo's passing and everything else, you know? I mean, well, Polly, I mean, true to form is, is kind of a, I don't know. He's kind of a jerk. Most of the, most movies where he's a drunken, you know, not, not the best person. And he's very right. chauvinistic and very orders his sister around. And, you know, Rocky gives him a nice watch for Christmas. He throws it on the ground just to be a spiteful dick about it. You know what I mean? Just a lot of, not a good shiny moment. But then he's got all these, some of the, the, the sappiest sentimental, you know what I mean? Nicest parts of some of these movies also have to do with Polly. You know what I mean? Like they're about to walk out for a fight and he just goes, you know what? He's like, if I could step out of myself and and I could, you know, be somebody else, he goes, I'd want to be you. He goes, you're all heart rock. And, and it really, it's a really sweet, nice moment and a a, a total 180 from how Polly normally acts. And then he sums it up with bust this guy's teeth out you know what I mean? and throws, (laughs) throws that out there. Well, and even that, even that, so you have, you know, the, the, the call and Rocky Balboa is a callback to every movie, every movie prior. 
you know, what's the callback to, to that? Like you just said, Oh, he gives him a, a nice watch. And he throws him on the ground just to be a spiteful dick. Well, in, in Rocky Balboa, he walks in, he's very, bla- he walks into the restaurant. He's very blatantly drunk and he throws a slab of meat down on the counter and they're like, Oh, I retired today. This is my retirement gift. He's like, uh, don't they usually give you a watch? I got a watch. I don't need a, I got two <laughs> yeah, watches. Like, right. You know, it's, it's just like little subtleties that like are so good. And again, like things that make these movies so good, you know, there was a point where Balboa in like, or Stallone while doing one of the fight scenes, you know, him and, uh, geez, I, I said the guy's name earlier, the actor who, or the boxer who plays Mason line Dixon, they're doing one of the fight scenes and they start really throwing. Cause you know, Stallone learned how to box and like he tagged him a little bit. Then he tagged back and they, and all of a sudden like, Balboa's like, I woke up in a hospital one day. It was like, what happened? And they're like, uh, the two, of you kind of went a little too hard. And he, he, he tagged you. you <laughs> he you know, actually punched you in the face, right? <laughs> like you're, we're, we're just here to make sure your head's okay. Like you're, you were knocked out for a bit, but you'll be fine. This wasn't um, Hulk Hogan putting you in a bear hug for eight seconds. And we were all like, all right, thank, thanks, Terry, put him down. Like, no, he actually punched you in the face. Yeah. And, and there's stories for, of that from every movie, you know, him and Lundgren throw it. And all of a sudden, like they, there were a couple points where they like, all right, we're going to film some actual live on like no guard, no head, no head gear, no like actual like fight, like actual boxing. And there were times they actually caught each other and they got mad at each other. And some of the best scenes from that movie and from three are the are Rocky and Mr. T and Rocky and Lundgren actually throwing hands for real. And it, but it, why is it so good? Because it's actually boxing. Right. It's act, and like, and there's not a whole lot of good, great technical boxing in these. It's a lot of no, brawling. It, right, a lot of brawling. It's not, yeah, it's a lot of the more punches we can show being thrown, the better this movie is going to be. Well, and that's because that's what good boxing looks like. Sorry, that's what boxing that people want to watch. They don't want right ex- exciting boxing. Right. Nobody, nobody wants to watch twelve rounds of Philly shell defense from the pound for pound best defense, the best defensive boxer on the planet. That's boring. That's saying, right. Floyd, Floyd Mayweather is fifty and zero because he's unbelievably defensively and doesn't need to have haymaker power because you just can't hit him. Right. And but and why why do I think Mike Tyson was a better or a better and more exciting boxer? Because he knocked people the hell out. Nobody wants more to exciting. See. More yeah. exciting for sure. Yeah. But so, that's where people go. That that's I mean, why do people watch MMA? I so see somebody get kicked in the side of the head and yes. drop. That's why people watch it. Yeah, I, I watch I watch MMA because I want to see a dude throw a kick that his skull like the other guy's skull moves but his skin doesn't uh, right it's like okay. no, no one's sitting there watching ufc going god i hope this one goes to the judges cards right nobody, nobody says it. no i hope this doesn't get out of the first round i want to see somebody get punched in the face and he drops yeah i want to see someone see like, hammer fists and just killing somebody give me a good solid rear naked joke let's go right i'm sitting in the front row and i get somebody's blood on me even better let's do right. that but i can tell you it's it's a lot more exciting when you're in there too and that's the case because <laughs> And I would know from both ends. Uh, yeah, right. But all right. So that's uh, we were probably a little bit longer than our normal half hour runtime. Well, here. it's I, a whole series. We had like six movies. Six to movies. Talk about, so it was a whole thing. Uh, so I'm going to go. We're going to do the whole the whole franchise. Oh, boy. We're going to give a little clicky clacky boards. OK. Um, we could do individually, but I think we're going to put the rating out on the, the Facebook page as the whole thing. So yeah, the whole the whole entire thing. So what do you got? Out of five. Uh, I, I mean, I got to give it a, a three. I got to give it a three just because I think, I mean, five just murders it. I, five doesn't get any clicker clackers from me at all. Like that's a, so you got a zero factor in there. 
You know what I mean? It's uh, and the acting can sometimes be cheesy and stuff like that. It was the eighties, and you know what I mean. They also found a niche where it's the exact same thing. Like Rocky starts, he has adversity, uh, he overcomes that adversity. We move on. Next movie, he has some adversity, he overcomes it. You know what I mean? Right. So like they really they they follow a very linear path through most of these movies. So from a creativity and and five bringing it down and. We're going solid, solid three. I, I can't rank it like in the Hall of Fame of some of the the previous movies that we've talked about. See this, this for me, and I don't know if it's because I have uh, fighting in my blood, boxing in my family. Um, I don't know what it is, but the not only the fact that you got six movies out of this and only one of them sucked. Now it, it was epic suck, absolute <laughs> epic suck. But if I were to do each one individually, they'd be four. They'd all be four or higher except for five. Right. So if it, like, because of that, I got to go like 4.75. Wow. So you almost a perfect score. Okay. Oh, almost like, All I mean, right. and, and it's, All it's right. like, I can look past the cheesy, the cheesy acting. I can look past like the, the goofy punchiness of it, but uh, I can't look and it would get a five. If we could cut Rocky five out of the equation and see like, and I'm one of those things where like, I can't put it in the same category. It's like, so I gave fives to like Forrest Gump. And Mrs. Delphi, do you know what I mean? So like those See, are like this, Forrest, uh, Forrest Gump's uh, in the Hall of Fame. Like, you know what I mean? It's and this, way up the, there. And the, I, this definitely pushes my Hall of Fame. Oh, see, I, I can't do it. Just in this, the cinematic universe, Rocky is awesome. I can't put it in the same category as, as a Forrest Gump. It just yeah. doesn't, it, it can't be up there. I can't in good conscience sleep well tonight, putting it in the same, same category. See, and I'm not putting it in the same category. I'm putting it close. Yeah, 4.75. <laughs> You're putting it as it's Forrest Gump's next door neighbor living right there. Yeah, uh, Alabama and Philadelphia right next to each other. Yep. yep. Buy, a, buy a map. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. Agree, uh, Charlie Brown. Oh, boy. Well, it was good to have you back, buddy. Yeah, it's good to be back. What I missed you. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get this up and running. We'll, uh, we'll, get it go, we'll get another one going for next week, and you know, we'll hopefully be on a roll here. Yes, sir. I'll be here. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, if, uh, if there's ever a point where I'm out of town or indisposed, uh, you know, you can fire it up, do a solo TV episode, or you can find a friend and, you know, talk about a movie. Just don't do oh one of my favorites. I was just going to say, people, people don't want to listen to me talk to myself for 30 minutes. I, I talk to myself normally for 30 minutes, but I don't think people actually want to listen to that. You'd be surprised. Their numbers no. are going up. <laughs> Knock on wood. Right. So uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the episode episode of the pod. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I had uh, it. Yeah. So uh, quote King, thanks for joining me. Uh, great, great choice here with the Rocky franchise. And uh, that's going to do it for me. I am the wizard of jazz. The pod is part of the BICBP radio network, www.bicbp-radio.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon music, and anywhere else you get your awesome podcast juice from Uh Stay tuned as always for all, all the cool stuff, new episodes of everything we do. Hats, tats, and stats, tip of the cap, common debauchery, the producers. Uh, we should be doing a, a network sports talk show soon, so stay tuned for that. Check us out on Facebook. Just type in the producers, P-O-D-U-C-E-R-S. We will pop up, I promise. You'll see our fancy, cool logo pop up. Click on that, like, follow, share, subscribe, do all the cool stuff. And uh, with all of that being said, let me take a deep breath. <sighs> Thanks for joining us. Austin, again, man, great having you back. Appreciate it, buddy. And cut. Grocery shopping day. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Cashier. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. 
How are you doing today? Do, 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 do. Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what. Um, let's see. Number one, we got a uh, Chris Hamsworth. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't. I don't think that was. They sell those here. Uh, must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.